Sabah al-khair, sabah al-yasmin. Do you remember my Leban Jamid obsession? Well, we're back. <laughs> we're back at Leban Jamid. Um, but this time to make shushbarak. Shushbarak are those tiny little dumplings that are filled with meat and cooked in a Leban sauce. There's a big difference in different parts of Palestine about... Do we use jamid or do we use yogurt and cornstarch? So I use jamid. As you can imagine, if you've been listening to the podcast, I'm totally in love with jamid and we think jamid is, gives it that fantastic taste. Jamid is basically dried yogurt that's salted and dried in the sun. I do invite you to listen to at the beginning of the podcast when we started five months ago the different episodes about Jamid, whether with Omar Sartawi, whether with Sliman Mlahad. It's a whole world of fantastic tastes. So for Shushbarak, there's three steps. Basically, we do the dough, the filling, and then the sauce. So for the dough, I'm going to give you a recipe that does around 60 to 70 small Shushbaraks. It all depends how many people are eating. Usually, I count around 10 to 15 dumplings per person, but it all depends on people's appetites and how much they like shushbarak. What you need for the dough are three cups of flour, a teaspoon of salt, half a tablespoon of sugar, around a third of a cup of vegetable oil, and a cup of water. For the filling, you need half a kilo of ground meat. I usually mix half lamb, half beef. And here you need them to be minced, as we say here, so rough one time, and it's the larger size on your meat mincer. Then you need a third cup of pine nuts. Just give them a slight toasting in olive oil. Not too brown, just golden. Half an onion that you'll mince. A cup of parsley. Five garlic cloves. A tablespoon of seven spices and salt and pepper to taste. For the yogurt sauce, you need one jamit ball and six cups of water. So let's start cooking. And we're going to start with the dough. So you combine all the ingredients for the dough and you net them by hand. Or if you want, you can use your dough machine, but I prefer by hand. The water is the last thing you pour, and you pour it bit by bit until you have a homogeneous dough. And here you cover it with a towel and leave it to rest for around half an hour. We'll start doing the filling now. So you mince the onions, the garlic, four of the cloves, and you leave one on the side, and the parsley. Mince them well, small, regular, and add them to the meat. In a pan, put a bit of olive oil, heat it up, 
and put the meat and the onions, garlic and parsley and then add the spices and keep stirring on medium heat until they're nicely browned. Once they're cooked, and you can taste a bit of the meat just to make sure it's cooked, you add the pine nuts and take off from the heat. Remember we reserved one garlic clove which we'll use at the end. Now for, for the dough, I'm going to go back and start cutting it, but you need to flour the surface you're going to be working on. I suggest you divide the dough into four because it will make it easier for you to roll out. And then you do each quarter alone. You roll it out on the floured surface quite thin. It should be a bit less than a centimeter thick. And then you take either a small cookie cutter or a small coffee cup and you cut the circles in it. Remember, all the dough that's left on the sides, you can take it again and roll it again to make some more so we have no waste. Each circle, you put it flat, put around a teaspoon's worth of the filling in the middle of one half. So you, you imagine your circle and your, you use one half and you put in the middle the, the filling and then you fold the other half on top and you pinch the ends all around so you close the door like a little parcel or like a little sambusak but it's tiny and then you take the two sides you overlap them so the two thinner sides you overlap them and pinch them a bit like you're doing a tortellini and then you do that with all of the dough Remember, all the little cuttings, you can knead them again and roll them out again. So you're using all of your dough. Now here, there's different schools. Some people will freeze the shush barak if they want to keep it later at this stage. I actually like to cook it a bit and then freeze it or go on with the recipe. So what you do is you preheat your oven 200 degrees Celsius. You get a tray, put some baking paper on it, brush it a bit with olive oil, and then you put your shushbaraks on it and bake them once the oven is hot for around 10 minutes until they're starting slightly to color. You take them out, let them to cool. So if you want to freeze them, this is the moment once they're cooled, you can put them in a bag into your freezer. Now we're going to prepare the sauce. You take the lemon bowl, heat around two cups of the water, and you let the, the bowl simmer in them, off heat of course, until it takes an hour, it'll crumble and start melting. You whisk that well, put it in a large pot, and then add the rest of the water, put it on medium heat, and let it cook while you're stirring until it thickens. Once you get the consistency you want, you put in the shushbarak, the dumplings, and you cook for 10-12 minutes. While they're finishing to cook, remember that garlic glove? You chop it very finely, saute it in a bit of olive oil, 
until it's nicely crisp. Once your shushbarak is done, you serve the shushbarak in a large, deep serving bowl, and then you add the garlic and the olive oil on it, and you finish with a bit of dried mint. Satin. Enjoy. There is a fantasy in parts of Palestine about eating shushbarak only in winter because it's heavy. We are during the hottest days of the year right now, and I'm going to enjoy those shushbaraks. They're fantastic any time of the year. Sahten, sabal khair, sabal yasmin. Stay well, stay safe, and enjoy your lemon